Hello, hello. We welcome you today to Love is Spoken Queer, Gospel Topics, LGBTQ plus voices. I'm Dustin Larson. And I'm Renee Hernandez. And welcome to Bonusode number four, Voices from the Restoration. And this week, we are going to be focusing on Lucy Hale Smith. And so let's just get right into it, Renee. How about you start off and we'll just go back and forth. If you want to give the introduction and then read the first quote by her husband, then we'll switch off from there. I would love to, Dustin. Voices of the Restoration, Emma Hale Smith. The Lord's words to Emma Smith recorded in Doctrine and Covenants 25 reveal how he felt about her and the contribution she would make to his work. But what was Emma like? What do we know about her personality, her relationships, her strengths? One way to get to know this elect lady is to read the words of the people who knew her personally. Joseph Smith Jr., her husband. With what unspeakable delight and what transports of joy swelled my bosom when I took by the hand on that night my beloved Emma, she that was my wife, even the wife of my youth and the choice of my heart. Many were the vibrations of my mind when I contemplated for a moment the many scenes we had been called to pass through the fatigues and the toils, the sorrows and sufferings, and the joys and consolations from time to time has strewed out our our paths and crowned our board. Oh, what a co-mingling of thought filled my mind for the moment. Again, she is here, even in the seventh trouble, undaunted, firm, and unwavering, unchangeable, affectionate Emma. What are your thoughts? Dang, Joseph Smith was in love, man. I was like, oh, can someone say these things about me? (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah, I was thinking that same thing too, and like I'm just the choice of my heart. Yeah, and I was—it's just—it's a, a really good example that God places people into our lives for a reason, and His timing is His timing, and it might not always match up with our timing, but to not lose faith that if we are meant to have a partnership, and I believe He wants us all to have a partnership, He will make that known, and it will be the perfect partnership for us at that period of time. And so we we just need to have faith in God's time and know that there is a partner out there. And just because we are living the queer experience doesn't mean that that's denied from any of us because not only did Joseph Smith love and respect his wife, but he also needed her in the restoration. And I think God has all these different plans for us. And he knows that when the timing is right, he will place those people in our paths as well to help us fulfill the missions he has for us. So that's what I got is just never lose faith that God has our best interests at heart. And we never need to suppress our feelings or to have any confusion about whether people are put in our life for a reason, because they are, and we might not know the reason at the time, but looking back on it, like Joseph Smith did with Emma, all of it made sense. And so maybe we're not at that point in time yet. If, if things in our lives aren't kind of going our way quite yet. Yes. It's your turn to continue reading. Okay. So Lucy Max Smith, her mother-in-law, she was then young and being naturally ambitious. Her whole heart was in the work of the Lord, and she felt no interest except for the church and the cause of truth. Whatever her hands found to do, she did with her might and did not ask the selfish question, shall I be benefited any more than anyone else? If elders were sent away to preach, she was the first to volunteer her services to assist in clothing them for their journey. Let her own provisions be what they may. I have never seen a woman in my life who would endure every species of fatigue and hardship from month to month and from year to year 
with that unflinching courage, zeal, and patience, which she has always done. For I know that which she has had to endure, that she has been tossed upon the ocean of uncertainty, that she has breasted the storm of persecution and buffeted the rage of men and devils until she has been swallowed up in a sea of trouble, which would have borne down almost any other woman. Oh, can I? Two thoughts. <laughs> yes, go for it. One is, why do we not speak or write in this fashion anymore? Because it is beautiful. Two, it totally makes sense that to have Joseph Smith, who was going to go through all the stuff he was going to do, that you needed a woman just as equally, if not more powerful <laughs> to uh, be by his side. And I think uh, Lucy Max Smith really does highlight not just the beauty that was the soul of Emma, but the strength to persevere that she really embodies. And I feel like for me, that is such a beautiful encouragement. I've always been empowered by women. I really do think that they can accomplish anything. And it's beautiful to see women of the scriptures be highlighted and words like this shared about them, you know? Yeah, exactly. And one thing that came to my mind too while reading this was Emma had such strength and she didn't ask for kind of anything in return. She did it out of the love and joy for those that she was she was ministering to. I think that's something we as queer people of faith can take from that as well is, yes, we're going to go through hardships and we need to do it with the thought of the people will be helping. We need to not do it for any sort of accolades. We need to not do it for any sort of praise. We need to do it out of the love for the people that are going through it with us. And also we need to know that maybe our efforts won't be done in vain. Like we might be saying, why am I doing this? Is it even helping anybody? She might not have known that her mother-in-law had all these things to say about her. She might not have known that all these things that she were doing was having such a huge impact on those around her. And sometimes as as queer people of faith, we go about the actions of bettering the church and the atmosphere for queer people of faith. And we may not see the rewards right away as far as changes or people coming to our side or people like waking up to sometimes the discrimination that they've been upholding. We might not see that right away, but if we just kind of let God do his thing and use us as his tools, maybe people will be writing these kind of things when we were long and gone. And we would have not even realized we have this impact on people. So just know to keep the faith, keep the strength when you're going through these hardships to know that you are impacting people if it might not be obvious right off the bat. Yeah, no, totally. Shall I continue with Joseph Smith Sr., her father-in-law? Yes, please. Perfect. Emma's patriarchal blessing, pronounced by Joseph Smith Sr., who was serving as patriarch of the church. Ooh, this is interesting. I know. I didn't know this was coming. Patriarchal blessing. Uh, Okay. And for those listeners that don't know, a patriarchal blessing for us is basically like if the Lord was to give us direct doctrine for us to write into our journals of our own scriptures. This is words that are specifically for us. And so in this case, they're specific for Emma. We usually hold them pretty sacred. We usually only share them with individuals that have, you know, impacted us in certain ways or, you know, our spouses. So here we go. Emma, my daughter-in-law, thou art blessed of the Lord for thy faithfulness and truth. Thou shalt be blessed with thy husband and rejoice in the glory which shall come upon him. Thy soul has been afflicted because of the wickedness of men in seeking the destruction of thy companion and thy whole soul has been drawn out in prayer for his deliverance. Rejoice for the Lord thy God has heard thy supplication. Thou hast grieved for the hardness of the hearts of thy father's house, and thou hast longed for their salvation. The Lord will have respect to thy cries, and thy, and by his judgments he will cause some of them to see their folly and repent of their sins. But it will be by affliction that they will be saved. Thou shalt see many days, yea, the Lord will spare thee till thou art satisfied, for thou shalt see thy Redeemer." 
Thy heart shall rejoice in the great work of the Lord, and no one shall take thy rejoicing from thee. Thou shalt ever remember the great condescension of thy God in permitting thee to accompany my son when the angel delivered the record of the Nephites to his care. Thou hast seen much sorrow because the Lord has taken from thee three of thy children. In this thou art not to be blamed, for he knows thy pure desires to raise up a family, that the name of my son might be blessed. And now, behold, I say unto thee that thus says the Lord, if thou wilt believe, thou shalt yet be blessed in this thing, and thou shalt bring forth other children to the joy and satisfaction of thy soul, and to the rejoicing of thy friends. Thou shalt be blessed with understanding, and have power to instruct thy sex. Teach thy family righteously, and thy little ones the way of life, and the holy angels shall watch over thee, and thou shalt be saved in the kingdom of God. Even so. Amen. Woo! That... That was charged. Yeah, that was a lot. And it's it's one of those things where I wish that there would have been more depth to the conversation surrounding Emma Smith growing up, like in primary and all this stuff. Like, I think this is one of the first times, and this could be only fault of my own, that I am seeing the strength that Emma had, that she must have been hurting for God to give this patriarchal blessing to her and to let her know that he sees her, he loves her, he knows what she's gone through, and none of the afflictions that came upon her were brought upon her herself. It was all part of making her who she is and being an inspiration to those coming down the road behind her. And I really feel like queer people faith can look to, like she doesn't directly say... I'm a queer person or something like that. But I think she is a person that queer people of faith can now turn to for inspiration because she knows kind of the afflictions that we're going through. She knows the pain of loss. She knows the pain of persecution. She knows the pain of family divide and, and turmoil and with her own family. She knows the pain of uncertainty. I really think that she is someone that we can really look up to as a queer person of faith and draw from her strength and inspiration in our times of trials. And I, I, I'm so glad that they did this, this focus on her because again, I wish I would have known just how strong of a woman she was growing up. And so I could have appreciated her that much more and realized that she, she is definitely someone to turn to in times of trouble to gain inspiration from. I very much and totally agree with everything you've just said. I honestly think, especially this patriarchal blessing, like I honestly felt palpable emotion of like, wow, Emma Smith really was an incredible woman. And I'm glad that we are highlighting women in the church right now. An institute, actually, that's the lesson we're covering right now. We're going over women in the scriptures, which is pretty awesome. It's given me an opportunity to really reflect on all the incredible women and just reading about Emma, just like highlights to me all those incredible things. And just how, like you said, how the Lord knew. Like he was conscious of her struggle and what she was going to go through, but also made her promises. And hopefully everything's been fulfilled for her now, which would be great. I mean, except for like the resurrection and stuff since that hasn't happened, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So any, any final thoughts on all of these kind of passages together before we say goodbye? Cause I know I have some thoughts. No, please. Let's, I want to hear your thoughts. Go for it. This gives me kind of more faith that the church wants to change and it wants to do better and it wants to progress in some of the places where it was lacking before, especially with now highlighting women. That's one of the things that they can really highlighting that they are equals within the church. And I think the next thing that they can do is the people of color, the black members, and then the LGBTQ, because I know they're all kind of connected in a way. And I know that there's 
no way that we can progress in one demographic, namely the queer group, if we don't first follow in the footsteps of all the other demographics that are being kind of discriminated against. And it just gives me faith that the church is moving in the right direction. Probably not at the speed I'd like them to, but there there is improvement and we just need to acknowledge that improvement and then hold them accountable for when they do stumble and let them know that there is always room for improvement. And as long as they show want and desire to improve, I, I I have a good feeling about where the church is going. And I hope I hope it continues. And listeners, if you'd like to join your voices with our voices and the other voices of the restoration, feel free to send them into our Gmail account, which is lovespokenqueer at gmail.com, or send us a direct message on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. So I guess last thing to say is listeners, thank you for listening to this bonus ode. And remember to always be true to you. And love one another. Until next time, bye. You've just listened to another episode of Love is Spoken Queer. If you want to join in on the conversation, feel free to send us an email at our Gmail account, which is lovespokenqueer at gmail.com, or send us a direct message on our social channels. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you really love our episodes and our show, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That is the fastest way for us to share our words with everyone out there. So again, thank you for listening.